0: Welcome to the Connected Spirit Podcast. I'm your mentor, Courtney Dawson. I'm a professional medium, mentor, minister, and certified spiritual life coach. My goal with this podcast is to have deep, meaningful conversations regarding the journey of mediumship and spirituality. It is my hope that by listening, you will feel seen and confident in your own experiences. I invite you to join me on this journey. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. I am so grateful for you to be here today and listening to this amazing episode that we have scheduled for you. My next guest is a channel to the divine realm and is a soul reader. After a near-death experience, also known as an NDE, her divine presence was awakened and she experienced an awakening, a rebirth, a resurrection. And she's communicated with spirit and the angels her whole life, but it was after this experience that she actually stepped into her purpose, and she's never looked back. I am so honored to welcome Amber Baker, also known as the Malibu medium, to the show. So wonderful to have you here, Amber. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to talk with you today. I feel like some of the stuff that I have as far as content on my podcast It's stuff that I'm curious about. And, you know, I'm a psychic medium. I'm a mentor. I don't claim to have all of the answers. And I'm really open to this, not idea, but I'm very open to always learning and recognizing like my understanding is limited based on my own experiences. And you've had some amazing experiences in your journey personal, spiritually, all of it. And it's really got the wheels turning. And and I just think like your story. Your, your body of work is coming at a time right now where like the collective consciousness is really ascending and there's more, I don't know if I want to call it modalities, but there are I'll say modalities that are really rising up to the forefront because there's a need and I just love to delve in. So it was around, we talked about in the beginning, the bio that you had an NDE around November 2018. And it was after that experience that you really stepped into your divine presence. What was that experience like for you? And if you could maybe define what divine presence is like for you? Okay, so yeah. So
1: as I said, as you said in the bio, I I did tend to have a lot of mystical experiences growing up. I would feel the presence of angels at the time when I was growing up. I wasn't really quite sure what was happening. So I would think a lot like, oh, you know, when I was a very young child, maybe five or six, I would think, oh, you know, my grandmother is talking to me in my dreams. But I've come to find out that my grandmother at that time was alive. And I think that I just naturally would be communicating with the angelic realm growing up. So I all that to say, before the NDE, I was communicating with spirit, not doing it for a living or anything like that. I'm also an artist, so I was very much like in the art world. But when I had this near-death experience, it was really this realignment onto my true purpose, into this path that I believe is my soul's destiny. So I felt a little bit hit over the head in a good way because it was this wake-up call. as. Maybe, I don't know if you already know this, but to share more with your audience in the near death experience, they did say this is a divine intervention and you are a healer. You're going to write books. We want you to share this message about everybody's true power, the true power that they have. So, that for me is what our divine presence is. And I feel very grateful and blessed that in the near death experience, one part of the journey for me was that. Archangel Michael was very much there leading the experience and and sharing a lot of the messages that really now are my body of work but at one point he said I'm going to take you to source to the one consciousness that we are so you can really feel and embody this true power that we are because a lot of his messages were that I am unlimited potential and possibilities at all time that I am one part of the whole of the source that we stem from. So when I merged with this light, which felt like it was the center of my consciousness and I knew it was everything that existed was in this consciousness. You could say it was source or God or whatever higher power you believe in. And so when I had that emergence, it was this awakening, it was, you could say it was an alignment and awakening. It was just it it allowed me to feel my divine presence, which is what I always had. So we all have this. And unfortunately, this human experience, I guess, is really that act of transforming or awakening into this divine presence. And so it was just such an extreme awakening. And when I came back to my body, I had the embodiment of that power, that like unleashing of that power, that that power for me is that doesn't matter what your circumstances are, that this is who we are. We are this infinite presence. We have unlimited possibilities and potentials. So I say that a lot. You can think of it as that quantum field that we all know about. That is who we are. So that would be what I believe our divine presence is. And yeah, I forget your question.
0: (laughs) No, but. that's perfect. Exactly. No, you've explained it really well. And it's it's really interesting how some people, I mean, including myself, I haven't had an NDE. Well, actually, after I started watching some of your interviews, I did almost die when I was a baby, but uh, mm-hmm. I was about six months old. They had the priest come in and do the final prayer. I don't remember any of that, but I do think that it changed the trajectory of my life. But do you find that in your work, that people who have NDEs are often people who have callings, like Mm. callings, purposes to take this information, share it with the collective, to help support humanity, to raise the consciousness, to bring through information that might not be available. I'm not even talking on a social media scale, but more on a one-on-one with people. So so yeah, so I believe that we
1: all have an inner calling and that we are all here to help ascend the, the consciousness of this planet. And so I don't believe that anybody is hand chosen as far as the NDE experiences, but I think what it becomes is the opportunity for us to connect with our higher power, our higher selves, that divine realm. And so If you really do look at all the experiences of NDEers, you will, you will realize that they're very similar in that it's always an empowering message. So I think that one of the things that I have channeled by connecting to the Akashic records is that we are creating the new earth. We are creating this, this ascension, you know, with our collective consciousness. And so there is a lot more of these types of mystical experiences with people. But I don't think it's for like the chosen. But again, I just think that they took that opportunity. But at the same time, with that being said, I believe that we all have a unique purpose to ascend the consciousness. So maybe not everyone is a healer. Maybe that's not everyone's, you know, highest path. Maybe some people are here to whatever it might be. There's a million ways that we take on these missions. But it just so happened to be that this is my mission and i always felt growing up that i had this mission i felt like very much that juxtaposition when i was younger i got married very young i had children young and i you know loved being a mother but i was just kind of like living that very like housewife role and i had given up on my my dreams of being an artist and kind of going out there in the world and it it's not to say that i have anything against like mothers committing themselves to raising children cuz actually that was magical. And I I don't regret that. But I had this feeling of like, there's for sure something else that I'm supposed to be doing with my life. And I don't know what it is. And so that was why when I had my NDE, I was 39. And, you know, I was like kind of at that time where they were like, okay, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And so, yeah, so that was my mission. But we all have a very special and unique job or role to play within this ascension.
0: Absolutely. I believe that. And with the following of your NDE, how did it transpire that you started to work with the Akashic Records and then maybe tapping into, if you could explain, like, what are the Akashic Records?
1: So, yeah. So after that, I was like, okay, I'm going to study energy healing. And so I deep dived into studying pranic energy healing, which I do love. I don't practice that right now. But it within that time, I would be working with people energetically and I would receive messages and I would be like, oh, you know, your son is telling me da-da-da. And so I was like, you know what? This is just not the right path. It's beautiful. I love it. But I'm, I just keep communicating with their soul or whatever. So I I thought, okay, I need to, I need to kind of pivot. I'm not sure what to do. And funny enough, even though I've always communicated with spirit, I never thought like, oh, that's what I should be doing. So another very unique experience was the Akashic records kept coming into my mind, into my awareness. And I didn't think much of it, but I decided, you know, I'm going to dabble in this. I'm going to say the prayer and like, you know, just experiment and just see what this is. So I got the Linda Howe Akashic prayer and I was just like alone one day in my room. And, I had no idea what I was doing, but I started to read the prayer out loud. And as I was reading a prayer, I started to spontaneous channel this voice, this man's voice. It was like an Indian accent. He came into my body. And again, no idea what was happening, had never done that before. So my jaw was changing and all of a sudden he took over. And he started, he, I say he, cause it was a male voice. I could feel it. My voice, like it was like my voice box was different. And he said, we are a group of Ascended Masters. This is the book of life. And we are going to channel to you the book of life and you are to get 12 notebooks. I was, again, I was like, what is happening to me? Like this is beyond. So I wrote down everything. I went to Amazon. I just bought 12 little brown notebooks. And I'm like, okay, I'm doing this. And I went to my family and I'm like, you're not going to believe what's happening. And every time I would open my mouth to read the prayer, his voice would come through. And my wife was like, oh my gosh. And my, my kids were young and they were like, mommy. And I'm like, I'm sorry. This is probably like the worst parenting thing to do to be like, hey, look at this. A man is coming through me. But I was like, I don't know what's happening to my wife? But I said, this is going to change my life. I said, something is happening. I felt it within my bones. And so I started to channel this book of life. Now, I didn't want to like Google anything because I didn't want to have any of the information be like interfered at all. So I still haven't. I don't have a religious background, but a lot of the information seems to have like terms that seem, you know, religious, but the one thing that I googled was the book of life and it said that is the akashic records and I had no idea. So I'm like, oh, okay, well that makes sense. I'm reading the prayer of the akashic records, but they're just calling it something different. So I started to channel this book and then my dad reached out to me and he cuz I told just my close family and he is was going through a very health crisis. He said, do you think you could talk to your people and ask them a question? So I read his Akashic records, and it was mind-blowing. And they said the name of doctors for him to see. Now, I always like to say this is not always the case, because sometimes people with readings are like, okay, tell me the doctor to to see. But it just always is up to the Akashic guides what they say. But his reading was mind-blowing, so he started to refer me to friends. And then I found Danielle Serink's community, the Spirit Collective, and I was like, you know what, I think I'm just gonna do this. Like, it just happened naturally. So I just would be channeling and doing readings, and now, you know, I'm planning on going back to finishing that channeled book because my readings started to take over. And yeah, so that's like how I got into the Akashic Records. I don't have any formal training from another teacher in the records i've learned everything directly from the akashic records and from these guides that i work with
0: i think that is absolutely incredible and i know like i'm a spiritualist minister and i've studied for five years all of the the theory and the history of modern spiritualism and the pioneers and it's very similar where the i'll say the pioneers of mediumship or mediumship pioneers of the modern spiritualist movement None of them read. They never had circles. They didn't go to workshops. They literally just had this rapport with their guides, the other world. And that's where all of their information came from. And, you know, I believe in training, but I also believe in the teaching from the other side can be just as helpful, if not better. In many respects, it makes sense because it's so pure. It's not been filtered through or processed through the the, the filter of the mind through the teacher, if that makes yes. sense. So that's incredible. What are the Akashic Records and what do they hold? Okay, so the Akashic Records can be explained
1: many ways. The way that I'll explain it now is that I believe that the Akashic Records is a memory of consciousness or it is an imprint of consciousness that stores our thoughts, choices, and actions anchored in our highest potential so you can go there to receive different layers of consciousness or awareness you can go there to receive like what happened but then why and then how can i release those blocks and move forward in my highest potential so the modality serves as this purpose to help us transform and awaken our divine presence which aligns perfectly with the message from my nde of what you know they did to me they helped me awaken my divine presence so i I believe it's like obviously in the divine intelligence of the universe, they said, and and we're going to have her work in the Akashic Records, because this is the modality that I can help people in essence have a similar experience as me, where they get to awaken into their true power. But to to do that, it can happen in a moment, but to sustain that transformation, and even for myself, I needed this place, this tool to go to. So that when I'm living the human experience, I can transform blocks. Because even though I had that awakening, I still experience, you know, insecurities. And I go to the Akashic Records, but most most recently, I, I just, I don't necessarily say the prayer anymore. I believe that I'm just working in my higher consciousness naturally. So I'm able to just notice now when maybe I have resistance or a block in my life. And then I just kind of tap into that, like I said, higher awareness to create those shifts because everything, our our outer reality is really a reflection of our inner reality. So we have to be able to access our higher awareness over and over and over again. It can't just be like a one-stop shop. It's like the, it's the evolution of our soul and why we're here.
0: Amazing. That is so incredible. So it's not just about, tell me what my future holds. It's about helping you identify any of your blockages, emotional resistance, ancestral patterns to bring it to your awareness so you can actually work through it. So the Akashic Records is about bringing awareness so you can do the work. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. So if you get a reading, they're going to, they're going to your, the is going to help you kind of do the work as far as connecting the dots. But I really, my passion is to teach people how to access their own records because, you know, it's great to get a reading, but it's even better to have this tool to help yourself because, you know, like I said, transformation is just going to happen every day of our life while we're here. I believe why we are here is to spiritually grow. So we need to be able to have that supporting tool. And as far as, kind of receiving your future the akashic records the way that it works is it will reveal to you your highest potential it will reveal to you steps you can take in your current moment to help you you know move forward in your life sometimes it will give you these visions of your your future but it won't like paint that picture of that road of like okay this is exactly what's going to happen and everything that's going to happen because you have to grow into that. You have to live the experience to get to that point. So they don't do the
0: work for you, but they help you a lot. that makes sense. Absolutely. Now, I have to ask you a question because as you're explaining things,
1: mm-hmm. my, little,
0: my little mind here is going, what's going on? This is yes. so fascinating to me. So within the Akashic Records, we have our past or present. And then you're saying like potential future.
1: So we have, I believe that we have timelines and we have our highest timeline that, that our soul has chosen, right? That, that I believe there's like this predetermined higher timeline of like, okay, this, this would be in the, the best intention for you and all of humanity to, you know, to do these things. And these are the people, you know, that are part of your soul family that you're going to meet. But but there's also different levels of those timelines depending on the choices that we make because we are sovereign beings. We have the free will to co-create our future. So we have the power. So depending on, again, the choices you make, you might be going down one path. But when you awaken to your power, you make a new choice. You can like break through to those higher pathways. The higher pathways though will be When I say higher, it doesn't mean easier. It means that you're going to really take responsibility for what you're here to heal. In the end, it's the most rewarding, but it does bring up the most challenges.
0: I love that explanation and thank you so much for sharing because, you know, I was raised in a Christian home and there's been a lot of unlearning and then relearning. And what's so fascinating and what really resonates for myself, which I'm sure the listeners as well, is that having that doctrine and dogma that I was raised with that didn't really resonate with me, but I didn't know any different because that's how I was raised. But I was always told, you know, the book of life, which is what the Christian people called it and call it, was that every day is written in stone and that's, that's it. And I thought, that doesn't resonate with me because then well, what would be the purpose of incarnation? Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. So it,
1: it okay, so let me kind of, let me tell you this little story. The reading I did for my dad, so maybe what, five years ago, the first reading I did for anyone, they showed me, the guides showed me, they, they told me, you know, you and your dad are going to be working together. My dad is, has a, a condition that causes severe pain. It's called DISH. And they said, you know, you and your dad are going to be working together and have your own clinic one day, your own holistic clinic, helping people, you know, support themselves through the pain in like a spiritual holistic way. I don't know. And it was kind of just like out of the wall, just off, you know, just like, what are you talking about? You know, because I couldn't, I couldn't see that for myself. I didn't know how that would unfold. I just held space for it. I never thought really much of it. So recently, my dad, after going through a million different kind of ways to help himself with this, this condition has been doing ketamine treatments. And he's only just started, but I just was talking to him on the phone. And as I'm talking to him, he said, yeah, you know, yeah, they just put you in a room and the, the doctor administers or, you know, this IV of, of the drug. And I just sit there and I just had this whole experience. And he said, you know, part of me was trying to direct it, but I didn't know quite what to do. And I said, oh, dad, but did you create your intentions or set your intentions in the beginning? And did you ask this question about how I can heal? And he's like, oh, no, I didn't know how to do that. I said, oh, so in the treatment plan with the doctors, they didn't tell you, you know, this. I just assumed like it would be like that. He said, no. So as I'm having this conversation just yesterday, I get a download and I feel the presence of my guides. And they say, this is what we were talking about. That reading you did with your dad, this is what, this is what we're talking about. Your role, what you guys are going to create together is that you, me, meaning me, I'm going to work with people while they're doing these treatments and me and my dad are going to have our own treatment center and I will be guiding them into their subconscious mind, into their records, into talking to their higher self while they're having these ketamine treatments because we need the science behind, you know, how why ketamine Ketamine therapy is important, but how you can help would be to direct it in the, in this spiritual fashion. So it took five years for it to unfold. It was all divine timing. It's still going to unfold. It's not like anything that we're starting. So the, that's how like destiny and that's how we co-create our, our pathways where it's it would take me, I got that message, I could ignore it. Or I could listen to it. How I do it, how I do it with him is going to be our own choices. So we get to create, use creative power and use, you know, our, we get to use just our unique essence to create our destiny. But there's these seeds that are, there's like these little signs or seeds or opportunities where it's like, oh, this could be in your highest potential. Oh, you could do this. And so I hope that kind of explains a little bit about how I see it happening.
0: Absolutely. It's so incredible. I believe with our destiny, there is a blueprint, there's a contract, but it is subjective to our free will. Yeah. And I think it is so important. I mean, from what I'm hearing you say, like the Akashic records make you take responsibility for your life and your choices. And it's all about, it's very much an integrative process, not just physically but the body mind and spirit yes. this is powerful stuff you're working with
1: i i believe so i think i think all modalities are beautiful energy healing spirit communication but it's my favorite modality even though i communicate with spirit too i i love this work too because it's i just believe it helps people like you said in that mind body soul
0: level and i think that's where people can find the answers and the long term results that they're looking for it's not a quick fix it's it's a process, it's an unraveling, it's an unfoldment and when you embody it, that's where you actually see the results that stick around. It's not like your quick fix, you know when you have a cup of caffeine, you get that little boost and then wears off in a couple hours. This is incredible. I have to get a reading from you because they've just never had one. Now, I do want to quote something for you or from you rather. and it really got me thinking and I loved it so. You, in a lot of your work, talk about co-creation, which resonates with me on a deep level. And I find that how some people explain it, it's almost like it's overcomplicated or there's a complexity to this process and you got to read all these different books. I mean, there's some amazing manifesting. Gabby Bernstein, Abraham Hicks, those are some popular ones that come quick to mind. But you've really simplified it in a recent post, and I just want to read that. Okay, I'm like, what did I say? <laughs> no, that's okay. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, if you focus too much on manifesting result, you are not able to experience the moment. When you live in the present moment, you are present with your experience whenever that comes. That is co-creation. Holy smokes. I didn't even, re- I, you know, you could say it in a lot
1: of ways. I'm glad that that, that resonates with you. I'll add to that and say something I was just thinking of recently. And as you know, I have my new course, Your Light Is Fearless Academy. So I'm I'm really thinking a lot about actually how I can explain this, even like you said, in a in, a, in the most simple way. Because what I'm thinking, what I feel, is that we're always co-creating something in our life. even if it's from that unconscious level or a conscious level. Even if we're consciously saying. You know I want you know this amount of money or this that like whatever it is that you want. we're we're manifesting something, whether we know it or or not, right? But it's more about for me, but how are you how from what power source are you man, co-creating with? So you can co-create with like your lower awareness. you can co-create sub unconsciously by just abiding by the programs that you've got growing up or what, you know, your community or society is telling you, or you could take your power back and co-create with your true power. So to me, that's what co-creation is, is that we have this opportunity in our life to co-create our highest potential. But a lot of times we'll practice kind of the old school manifestation of, well, I just like want this. I want that. And I want that because it's going to make me feel that way. And I want that result. And when I get that result, I may be going to, it's going to solve all my problems, but it never does. So I feel like there's a way to enjoy the journey and to take our power back and to know not everything happens in an instant. You know, sometimes we have quantum leaps, but truly if we don't, If we if we think that it happens in an instant, we give up. And if we think that we're punished by it not happening, then it becomes a self-worth issue. But if we realize that like the universe is working for us, but part of what it is that we are desiring to have in our life is going to include our transformational journey. It's going to include us healing our limitations. So to me, that's like what my message is right now that I'm that I'm wanting to share is to teach people like kind of the whole gamut of what I have learned in the Akashic Records and how to use consciousness, use the Akashic Records to help us transform our limitations and to know that we can receive abundance in this life, but it will be that parallel journey with healing our limitations because that is why we're here.
0: Absolutely. And our beliefs create our our energetics that go out into the universe and we cannot rise above our own confessions our feelings our thoughts our emotions we got to heal that and do the work and I find that even with myself I'll say in the beginning of my journey about 10 years ago I was quite ignorant to it all really and the more I started to work with the spirit world the more they started bringing this stuff up and I often tell my students you know we can learn these modalities we can have these other types of awareness or access different types of information or connect with different beings from different dimensions and that's all fine but it's all about the spiritualization of self mm-hmm. and what's involved in that is so much healing and unconditioning like relearning unlearning new conditioning yeah and it, the whole process and there's just no quick fix and
1: it is and that is and that's exactly right it is a process and it's a journey And if we don't accept that and make it fun, make, allow ourselves to, you know, not be trapped in like the pain of the struggles, like it's really just about having the pathway to transform over and over. Because I was in this kind of moment, I think at one point in my career where I was like, oh, you know, well, I feel my power and this is what I want to manifest. And I kind of went into this hole where I was like, but why isn't it happening? And then, so I naturally had to go into that dark part of myself to say, okay, well, what part of you doesn't believe in maybe your worth or that, or that to happen? And then I would go into, you know, these limited beliefs and it's, and it was just like, oh, I get it. Manifestation is good, but just because you say you want something, it doesn't mean it's going to happen. You have to embody the desires that you have. And, I, I don't know if people will think, like, oh, well, how is that fun? But I, I think that it is the journey is more fun. I do think that, like, I, I don't know if I'm weird, but I think like evolving is fun. <laughs> like if you have the right kind of support, if you have, you know, people in a community, and if you have the tools to get through the other side over and over, it can feel really empowering. It gives you a lot of trust in yourself. And when you see your life kind of slowly building into these beautiful experiences, you know, and you start to see results, but you realize, well, it's not really all about just having the results. Because if you can't enjoy and be in the present moment with the things that you're manifesting, like most people just want to like manifest, 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 but you got to enjoy. And actually the freest things and the littlest things to me are the most joyful, like oh my God, look at that tree. You know, I, I I, just like, I don't know, maybe I'm just on this Kool-Aid of my NDE, but sometimes I'm just looking around and I'm like,
0: life is so beautiful. It really can be. It can be. And I think it's our, our willingness to see it, to change our perspective. And I think that our perspective is a reflection of our inner world. And if we're seeing everything and everyone through a very dark lens, then- yeah. That's not a problem with our outside world. That's an inside issue. And that's like our little flag. Girl, boy, you've got some work to do. Yeah, right? And I think it's this absolutely beautiful journey of, you know, coming home, remembering who we are. I, I love the journey. Honestly, I would say in the last maybe two years, I've stopped fighting it. <laughs> yeah. Because it was so uncomfortable and it can be painful. And there's a lot of stuff that you have to take responsibility for and go, well, it's not just. You know, there could be things from karmic patterns, there could be ancestral healing, there could be, you know, current life issues, but at the end of the day, how we choose to show up and address those, that's on us. Yeah. And it's not an easy pill to swallow, but it is so liberating in so many ways too. So thank you for sharing that. You mentioned something that I, I would just want to touch on is the importance of community in this work. And you are creating and have created this beautiful academy. what in, you know to inspire others to help support people so that they can do this work as well? What inspired you with with making this leap and adding this onto to your services or your body of work?
1: well I think I really think it's going to be the message of my lifetime and what I'm going to focus on like I said, I think it's it marries everything, so I'm going to teach people how to tap into their records because that's really what I love but then I'm going to talk a lot about the laws of the universe and teach people how to awaken their inner power so that they can enjoy that experience of of co-creating so it's going to it's going to include a lot of what I'm passionate about and it's just been I guess this unfoldment where I started with certain cur- courses and then I kind of again just realized you know what okay this is going to be the one that marries everything together so I I also feel that it's created from the person who I, it's it's created from this lens of wanting to help the person I was, that person before the NDE that didn't have the pathway to transform. And I would really stay stuck in my negative emotions. And I was turning to unhealthy sources when I would feel sad and insecure. I would do things like maybe have a drink or have a cigarette. And it was just so unhealthy and i was just like stuck in this loop so i i because i have these tools i just want to share them so i i'm doing this to help women anyone is welcome men are welcome i have worked with men but i have a special place in my heart because of you know the patriarchy and what you know i feel how the divine feminine rising is real and so i just i i love also to work with people and like be with them while they're having those transformations. So I'm going to be doing a lot of in-class exercises and journeys to unblock. And yeah, I don't know. It's just a whole thing. I'm so excited. I actually just put it out for open registration yesterday. So it's a brand new thing. And
0: everyone, you can check that out in the show notes. (laughs) I think that's so exciting because you're not just teaching people how to do it. You're actually walking with them. journey because it's a path you've walked you're experienced you know what you what you're going to encounter what you might face and they they've got you as a support system which is so important especially when people are going through quantum shifts and major transformation they often need that support system so that's incredible now totally on a different topic I'm scrolling through my Instagram feed yesterday and you had Made a comment about, you know, when you do interviews and stuff, somebody had actually made a comment about kind of dissing about you promoting services.
1: Yeah. I had an, an NDE interview that came out on a YouTube channel called Life After Life NDE. And I normally don't read the comments, but I happened to just look and someone said, like, oh, here she is, here someone is again. They have an NDE. They start selling courses. They, they charge money for, I don't know how they said it. And I thought, oh yeah, it really kind of fueled my fire. So I did that reel about it because I thought, you know, isn't that interesting? Like this, this old narrative of trying to kind of push us down, have us stay small. And I can't help but think it's a little bit sexist. And it is a little bit like, you know, the male lens of like, you know, who do you think you are? And so it just got me actually standing taller and prouder and saying, you know what? I want to speak to the spiritual entrepreneurs to say, like, why do we think maybe we have, you know, we stay small and we have so much self-doubt because we do have that programming where it says, like, you know, no, you, you're you not allowed to do that. So this work of transformation is actually more important because we need to give ourselves permission. You know, like we talk about community. I have that community with my online Instagram community, my parents are supported, but I don't have many people in my town to talk to and and so more than ever, I just think we need we need that support to say, yes, you can do this, you are allowed. you can charge for your services. you it just as anyone else provides a service, it's okay that you do this. Yeah, I found a lot of comments on other big interview I did the one you saw. Some people said to a lot of comments just hurtful, and i I just stopped reading them. But it was important for me to see because it helps me clarify my message because if I'm hearing that, other people are hearing that too, and we we need that encouragement it It's like it's if I didn't listen to like the podcasts that were inspiring or have that community. You know, I don't know, like, how I could sustain this work. So, yeah.
0: I just think that for some reason, spiritual entrepreneurs are looked at differently than, I'll say, every everyday regular entrepreneurs. <laughs> and I don't know if it's because of the ideas of what psychic mediums do or healers do, because there's kind of this... I don't know, label, facade, I I don't know, I'll say perception, perception of that, you know, we're just doing these things and I'm included in this because I'm in this work as as just there to make a quick buck. And I'll be honest, it's, I don't like the feel of it. It kind of, it actually not kind of, it irritates me because I I actually recently had somebody contact me and my business line is automated, but Mm -hmm. this time I ended up picking it up and I talked to a fella And he asked some questions and he asked my rate. And I said, oh, okay, well, that's on my line, but I'll share that to you. And he said, oh, wow, that's really expensive. Mm -hmm. And then I felt like a little, like a little, not a psychic attack, but I felt it energetically in my soul plexus. And I said, actually, I think it's really fair. (laughs) Good for you. Yeah. And I said, and and then it was, I felt like I was going to be defensive, but then I thought, no, I'm going to educate him. This is an opportunity you know, we train, you spend money on training, your time invested in it. Money is an energetic exchange, I believe. And that what I put into it, I'm receiving back in part through the the exchange of the payment, right? And then he's, oh, okay. And it's two internal change. Oh, really? Okay. It's beautiful. But I just think that some people have this idea that it's just got to be, it's got to be cheap. Why are we charging so much? Well, and we're free. Sometimes We're free. It's free. I, had,
1: I had a gentleman reach out to me on Facebook and he shared with me a little bit about himself and how he enjoyed my interview and he would like, you know, free guidance and, you know, why I should help him. And I had, I had hearted the comment, but I was in the middle of working and I didn't get back to him. And I have every right to manage my own time I have two children they just started school I'm driving around like a crazy woman I'm launching something and he left me a comment later on and said oh I guess you I guess that's a no and you just want the money no thank you and I'm like wait a minute it's just mind boggling we we don't have to charge for free and we're allowed to charge our services and you know energetically the amount of energy that I expend on a reading is more than the energy I expend all day. I'm going into dimensions and I'm looking into your soul and I'm giving that person in front of me my a thousand percent. And it's just, you know, even if it's an hour, you can't ever say that that hour, I know Daniel Serink who's one of my best friends talks about this. It's so true. You could never say that that hour that you spend is the same as an hour, maybe you would spend at a different kind of job. And I'm sorry to say, I know all jobs are hard, but it, it's a different
0: kind of energy exchange that yeah. we are performing. Absolutely. And so I just wanted to kind of plug that out there in case somebody listens, yeah. just because it is a real profession. We are real business owners, and there's so much more that goes on to this work a big part of what we do on our offerings. Obviously, that's why people come to us. But there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that brings us to the place where we can start offering stuff. There's training, there's inner healing, there's administration, there's accounting, there's website stuff, there's, you know, responding to emails. You know, if you have products and services that are available, that's a whole other angle to the business. And I, I just really hope that and I think with people like yourself are bringing the awareness, like we are legitimate businesses and, you know, respect us like anybody else.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's important we speak about it and and showcase and show up, you know, because even for myself growing up, I I never thought that I could do this professionally. And I'm glad that I am now because it's just my passion and I feel like it's my purpose. But it's funny how. It is like a newer industry. Right. And maybe within that newer industry, like there isn't the respect or the guidelines. But I I don't think that there should be guidelines. The guidelines should be your own ethics. You know, just like any entrepreneur, you know, you just will trust that they're ethical and that they're running a business because they're allowed to. Nobody's questioning why did they open up that sandwich shop? (laughs) Like we're just doing what we know to do to help people.
0: Absolutely. And this work, I truly believe, is all about service work. It's all about service. It's all about helping. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I believe that if your heart is in the right place, the right people will be, you know, you'll create a magnetic attraction and the right people will find you. I just hope that people will start shifting their perceptions. And I think they are. I think they are. It's just going to be a process. Now, I have one question. Could you explain or share what you think it means to be connected to your own spirit? Connected to your own spirit. I guess I would say that spirit
1: might be different than soul because it's your frequency in motion. It's the, the way you can experience your essence in the moment. So when you have that divine activation and you orient what you're feeling it's going to feel very empowered and very unlimited. So to connect to your spirit would be to connect to that part of you. Because if you're connecting to maybe a feeling that is very disempowering, it's not to say that that's not true and valid, but our true spirit is, is really omnipotent. It's just, it, it's, I think our spirit is also in everything. I think really we're, we're all one. They told me that. But but yes, we're individually experiencing source or, you know, our spirit within source. But ultimately, we can feel our spirit in everything as well.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much. That's amazing. Before we wrap up today, can you let people know what you have up and coming and how they can get in contact with you? Yes, sure. Well, I, I guess
1: I already did kind of do my own plug. Oh, do it again. Do again. it again. But you know what? That guy just lit my fire. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> I ha I do have the Your Light is Fearless Academy and it is open for registration. You can go to my Instagram at Malibu Medium or my website, the dot com to find out more details. It does start September eighth and it is ten weeks. I actually have a, a special early bird special right now just to say that as well. And that's really what I'm focusing my next, like my next kind of quarter, I guess you would say. Yeah, I, I am going to be starting to write my book. So that's going to be really important. I, I'm taking a break from readings and I'm going to be writing my book and focusing on teaching. And probably after that, I'll be doing some masterminds on advancing for advancing Akashic record readers. So yeah, that's me right now.
0: That is so exciting, Amber. Oh, my gosh. I love that. And I think it's going to be so exciting for people that join your community and explore their own journey with you by their side. Amazing. I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing your voice with your listeners. I've learned so much, and I'm sure the listeners will as well.
1: Well, thank you so much. And I'm going to have to have you on my own podcast, too, because I want to know more about your journey as well.
0: Oh, I'd love to come on anytime, girl. <laughs> okay. I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of The Connected Spirit. If you did, please leave me a review and a rating wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you do feel called to share this with your friends, thank you so much for tagging me on Instagram at medium Dawson. It really helps to get the word out about this podcast so we can help more people just like you. If you're interested in a private reading or attending any one of my mentoring classes, workshops, or events, you can go to mediumcourtneydawson.com or check me out on Instagram at mediumcourtneydawson. Have a great day, guys.